precipice of my adventure. Standing on the stairway, looking back. Precipice is the best word that ends in the word piss. That still <laughs> sounds alright to say. Precipice. Precipice. Alright, we're back. What's up? Last episode ever. No. With Robin Heb. Not ever with Robin Heb. I'll be back. Burn the merch. Burn the shirts. Sorry, guys. It's I'm going solo after this. Hello. Hello. Can't wait for that. Yeah, you're dipping tomorrow, dude. You excited? Mm, I will be. You know, it'll be fine to be home for a while, but everyone's oh. like, whoa, you must be so excited. And like, I will be when I get to go away away. Yeah, it's like, I bet you I bet you $100 by the Friday that Willy Wonka started working at the factory. He was like, I don't know if it's for me, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love it. I love being here. I could stay here for a while, but I don't know if it's the right line of work for me. <laughs> Same thing with just living somewhere for a while. You're always just like, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's not the best for me, you know? Well, I'm. I will for sure be back here in Toronto. Well, we'll see. I mean, we never know. You never know. I could Somebody die. Somebody could keep you over there. Yeah. I could die. Um, how are you? Thanks yeah. for helping me move today. Yeah, I helped you fucking move into that place. I helped you move out. It I was know. pretty sweet. We were faster moving out than in. For sure. Well, you also came after we had done the brunt of the work. That is true. But you helped. The hard part was unloading it into storage. Oh, I would have thought like the hard part was always loading it up. Well, I did a lot of it last night. Mm. Like in in preparation, I brought it all downstairs. Mm. This is, I'm sure, really exciting for everyone to hear about. One of my favorite jobs I had was when I was working at Pan Am. We'd have these giant like 60 foot trucks that were just in the sun all day. Ugh. And I remember we were unpacking um, kind of like safety deposit boxes so the athletes can like lock their shit up with a key. Mm-hmm. And they were freshly painted orange. So we were in those boxes for like two, three hours with like not even gas masks, just like those paper ones that like people wear in public when they're sick. And you, it's like a whole, it's like a spiritual experience in there. Like when well, you were in a song. probably so- were so high. And you step outside and just take your shirt off and you're glistening and you step <laughs> out into like 30 degree weather sun and you're like, this is refreshing right now. Oh, God. You feel the wind. It was great. But aside from that though, pretty dope job. Um... Do you know where you're going after St. John? I know that I'm going to Portugal. 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 Wait, I speak no Portuguese, so no. good luck to me. Um, and then I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, I, I, I bet you $3 at least that the second most common language in Portugal is English. So Probably. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's pretty lucky of us, you know. I can't yeah. say that about any other language. It's true. So we're kind of lucky there. Yep. I'm staying with an American lady, so... American lady, won't you stay with me? Um, I have something for you. All right. It's your Christmas present. I'm Obviously, I knew you. you were going to do this because you're like, hey, everybody, let's do this on the podcast. I'm going to open it. I'm not going to tell anyone what it is, though. Okay. Sweet. Um, It's not wrapped. All right. It's wrapped in this. I'm going to open it after the show. Okay. All right. It's sitting there. Are you actually not going to open it? No, I'm not going to open it on the show. Dude, I remember I got a present from my friend Caitlin Leeming once. Mm-hmm. I was unwrapping it. She was videotaping me to Snapchat or Instagram chat or something. And I'm like, eh, just let me do this on my own. Let okay. me let me do my own little thing, okay? Fine. Thank you for the gift. Well, okay. <laughs> Obviously, this is more of a gift for yourself because you wanted to publicly have my reaction to the gift. Well, maybe. 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 Happy you- birthday. Thank you. You're eating a, a a literal pint of ice cream right now. I'm not kidding, folks. It's not real ice cream. It's it's cold and milky, and you're eating it off a spoon. 
It's delicious. 90 calories. Caramel macchiato. Halo top. You're my halo. Halo. People who don't like this are stupid. I don't know. I don't like the caramel that much. No, but like people who are like, halo top is gross. It's not gross. It definitely tastes different than ice cream. When you you got me some for my birthday and when I was eating it, it's a lot more icy than creamy. But I did like that, though. Like it was more of a colder general taste. Yeah. If you look at it as like its own special treat. It's like an ice dessert. This also is really good. And I don't normally like watermelon flavored things. Watermelon is my favorite fruit, but it's always tough to like get it. In other things, like this I find. doesn't taste like what watermelon tastes like. No, no, and I don't think I've ever had anything. Even watermelon juice doesn't taste like watermelon. That makes no sense. Mm. It's because watermelon's like eighty percent water, so the juice is very already just like watery. But if you want good watermelon juice, what I would do is um, when they're on sale in the summertime, you get a fucking watermelon, you cut it up, you scoop out all the innards, you fucking blend it. And then strain it through like a mesh wire. Yeah. And it's just no pulp. And it it takes like a whole watermelon for like two glasses. But oh my God. That does not sound right. They're so watery. It's, it's, I've done this before, bitch. Okay. So (laughs) you told me you had a good story about your Uber driver. Okay. Yeah. So I took, actually I took a lift. Hello. You got me on lift, which is fine. I'm surprised someone could lift you. Okay. (laughs) 600 pounds. (laughs) So you are eating ice cream. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not real ice cream. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I yeah, I took a lift, and I'm I'm new to lift, but I had five dollars yeah. off, and they take forever to come yes. compared to Uber. Yeah, they're very strict. So what I find with Lyft is that the price is usually a dollar or two more than Uber. Or no, it's a dollar to less than Uber, but Uber's um, sh- the Uber pickup. What's the sharing one? Yeah, the the the, the, Uber, the right, pool. Uber pool. That one is so expensive on Lyft. It's like a dollar to less than the regular option. It's, really it's very confusing. strange. I just find they like some guy will like accept your ride and he's like fifteen minutes away. I had to cancel one out front of my place because sometimes it says they're five minutes away and then. They just don't go anywhere. I and they're know. spinning. It's so dumb. We so, ordered a Uber together. Remember that? That was brutal. That was fucked. And then I ordered him. I got the same guy. That was so weird. Yeah, it was really strange. It's a fucking plan. Anyway, this... I, like, stuck it through even though it took him forever to come get me. But because I'm cheap and I'll do anything for less than $5. Yeah. Uh, or for less... $5 less. And he arrives and he's this, like... He's very friendly, um... Chinese man who uh, just like wants to find out about me. Friendly Chinese man sounds like a friendly Chinese man would say. If a friendly, friendly Chinese, Chinese man. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. And he just like wanted to find out about me. And so he comes and I had a bunch of stuff because I yeah. moved out today and I'm staying here tonight. Did you have to get an XL or? No, no. Just a regular Uber. Okay. And he was like he was like, oh, are you moving moving out? And I was like Yes, yes, I am. He was like joking. Yeah, I was like, no, yep, moving out. And he was like, oh, where are you, where are you going? And I, I told him that I was like gonna travel for a while. I didn't tell him specifically. I'm actually, I'm a freelancer, and I can go anywhere I want, and I can. <laughs> That's not what I said, but I was just like, oh, you know, I'm going like to Europe for uh, a while, and he was like, are you going with your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I was like. Uh, no. And he's like, oh, you're leaving your boyfriend here? I was like, Ugh, no. He's like making me say it. I'm like, I don't have a boyfriend. And he was like, what? You don't 
don't have a boyfriend? I was like, oh my God. And then he went on and on and on about how it would be unsafe for me to travel without a man. Well, he's not wrong. That's not true. You think I would be safer in Portugal with you around? Fuck yeah, dude. No way. People, people see me and they're like, don't fuck with that guy. They're like dead weight. Co- eat a fucking tiger's neck and that's it. Oh God. And he was then like, he was like, maybe... He then convinced himself that I was going to go to Bali. Like, that was, like, where I was headed. Uh-huh. And, and I just was like, sure. What um, con- is that a country? Bali's in Asia, yeah. Okay. In, in Indonesia. And uh, he was like, you have to go because it's beautiful and it's cheap. And you can, like, live like a queen there for so long and pay nothing. I was like, okay. He's like, and then you can go to Bali and, and meet your husband and fall in love. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Where are you from? <laughs> Bali. Yeah, probably. Ew. <laughs> He said, he kept saying, ah, I can tell you're going to have a Romeo and Juliet moment. I was like, oh, like kill ourselves? Yeah. (laughs) Did you say that? You should have. No. Oh, my God. I was just like, Your one chance. And then he said, he kept, he went on this rampage. He was like, he's like, do you have a, do you have a a broken heart? I was like, no, I don't have a broken heart. I don't believe you. You need to start pulling out your fucking phone and recording this shit. How many times have I recorded funny conversations for you? All uh, the time. That is true. In very... In you just very, whip it out. You hit the fucking audio memos and you start going. And it's right. the best. I should have. I should have. But I didn't. Um, Odds are if I'm talking to you, it's being recorded. <laughs> Look at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the least amount of recording I do. Okay. It blows my mind. Um, yeah. He uh, he asked me if I had Bali. a broken... He asked me if I had a broken heart and I said no, and then um, he was like, he was like, no, I can tell you're sad, which is so bullshit. True. Oh, sorry. <laughs> which is so true. And he was like, you know what? He's like, it's up to you to be happy. He's like, being sad is just you're just making it up. You've just decided to be sad. And he's like, you are not a weak girl. And I was like, oh, like, calm down. I didn't know that you got Jordan Peterson as your I Lyft did, driver. I did. And he was like. He was like, if you are sad, you are weak, and you are not a weak girl. I was like, what the fuck, dude? You're sad. You're weak. It's like a father tells you. I know, right? It's like your Chinese dad tells you. <laughs> Friendly Chinese dad. Yeah. Confucius says, sadness is I'm made opening, up. I'm opening a, a restaurant in Kensington called Friendly Chinese Dad. Gonna go real for No moms well. allowed. Just do talk, okay? Friendly Chinese dad. Um, that's a great fucking story. Thank you. Uh, did he like help you unpack or anything? Or yeah, he helped me. Uh, he he put my gigantic bag in his uh, in his trunk, and he uh, told me he wished me good luck on my good luck. Well, yeah. good luck to you. Thank you. Um, I got a couple from this week. First, first things first. Okay. <clears throat> um, what is with chicks and massive beanies? Fucking huge, 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 floppy, <laughs> thick beanies. Uh, I feel like everywhere I go, I think you're guilty of this as well. A huge one? You got like a bag, like you got a flop, like I think a dark blue one. It's always like super floppy. Oh, like I just yeah. want to grab it by a hand and yank it off your head. Or it's the not ones that, big. that are like, there's like ones that are like an inch, like thick. Thickness around, like super thick, big woolen knit beanies. Uh, you know, bitches be cray. I mean, it's either that or nothing. Like I see chicks out there are minus forty, no beanie at all, 
And I'm like, big beating it up. What are you doing? <laughs> well, they because they go, Gorin, we can't please you. you <laughs> Get a regular size big. beanie. I also hate the word beanie. I like toque. I like toque. I, I blew my mind when someone told me that it was beanie. I'm like, ew. I, I, I don't wear That's those the American, at all. the American version of a toque. I don't know. Nothing that ends in E like that is good for you. Beanie. Weenie. Weenie. Peenie. Peenie. <laughs> all right, let's yummy. start off. Yummy. The worst one. Uh, yummy pizza. We drove by today. All right. I got a new one. It's from Han. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this one? Like Han's? I think I brought that in once. Okay, sweet. I like the name Han. Han. The name's Han. Han Sum. Is it not Han? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Um, Dear Han, I have a problem with my friend. I'll call her Shelly that I'm stumped by. I've known Shelly for about four years. We met when we lived in the same city at a mutual interest event in the writing community. We did this one before, you idiot. The whole thing? Mm -hmm. How she wants to be friends with her? Yeah. Did you bring it in? I think so. That's probably why I don't remember it. About them going to dinner and then she moves out of state? Yep. Uh, Well, down one. But you know what? I got one more. Okay. And I know we didn't do this one for sure. This that's two for two that we've uh tubs in a row that we brought in stuff. Last time it was Hoffman. Oh yeah, that's right. But uh, he's allowed because he's not actually on the show all that. And he well. doesn't listen to them apparently. Yeah. Um Dear Han. I also think that you wrote this one in. Because if you listen to it, like I I don't I don't joke about this. Like, if you listen to it, it literally sounds like you wrote this one. <laughs> I swear to God. Okay. Read it like me. <sighs> Dear <laughs> I have a background in theater. Oh, During no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can see Robin act and ride the rocket on Indiegogo <laughs> right now. During the height of my acting activities in college, I started to worry that I was annoying my non-theater friends by asking them to see me in show after show. Oh, you are. I also didn't want to risk disappointment if my good friends didn't show up. I eventually stopped asking them to come. Good idea. Since college, I've gotten a day job and stayed involved in theater doing behind-the-scenes work. The alert nerd Two loser. years ago, I joined an improv team and have really been enjoying it. This does not sound like me at all, by the way. It satisfies my need to perform at a time when I don't have the time to commit to attending nightly rehearsals or memorizing a script. Kind of like if you did stand up and then you switch to a full time job, but you're still doing a little stuff on the side, you know, like a podcast. We perform for the public several times a year. Of course, we are trying to build our audience. We advertise shows through Facebook flyers and some other venues, but our audience is still small. I try to help by inviting my local friends to the Facebook event and telling them about the show when I see them in person. Now, the old worry is starting to creep back that I am annoying them by asking them to see the show. I'm aware that improv is the butt of many jokes. For example, can you come to my improv show? Is it <laughs> She's doing improv right now! That sneaky bitch! You know, improv really is the butt of the jokes, isn't it, folks? Isn't it, Han? Does anyone have a play of time? <laughs> Sent eight hours ago. It says, welcome to an invitation as, can you come to my multi-level marketing scheme party? I do have something to fucking say about that later, though. Okay. I wouldn't expect people to come to every show. <laughs> this is like the only $10 girl. Yeah. It's... Only $10 would help my Indiegogo, and I don't expect you to come to every show. Even, even t- <laughs> I'm not, just come for the matinees, the evenings, okay? The big ones. 
Um, I would expect people to come to every show. Hopefully, they would tell friends and family about it. And we get it to a we get a greater following through word of mouth. But of course, I love performing and want people to see me doing something I'm good at. It's acting is really one of the only hobbies you have where it's like you need someone else to see it for it to be a thing you know like if a man whittles a bear out of a stump and no one's around to see it it's still there you know if you're just doing a monologue in your apartment to nobody that's still a hobby I, I guess you know acting is a big ego driven art form uh, the difference between crazy and success is just one person watching you exactly all you need is one person to watch you and you're you're safe yeah how do I handle asking friends to come to a performance and letting them know it would make me happy to see them there when that performance is a recurring event? How do I do this without pestering them? Signed, 185 advice letters walk into a bar. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what? <sighs> now, you you were someone that, at some point, chilled yourself for viewers, right? Chilled my Chilled. Shilled. 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 Like Shillery Clinton. Okay? Shilled. <laughs> what do you mean? Like you, 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 you have to ask people to come to your things. You know, you have to be like, hey, you know, you're... Especially with stand-up when you're given a bringer spot. So, like, the whole... The only reason you're given a spot is that you promise to bring people. Exactly. So, yes. But, like, with plays that I've done... You toured plays, so that was different. Yeah. You, you like, I've to... never... In my adult life, I've never had invited people... To like come see me do a play. Yeah, because it's like they the, just like a lot of them come. Yeah, but I've never like been like, will you come see me in this thing? <laughs> you're, you're 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 in the you're doing the show and you look down at the audience and you see like reserved for Groinville. Like, <laughs> <on the phone. laughs> yes, Robin, yes. it's your line. The only people I've ever I've invited, um, like since graduating from from like theater school have been like professionals to like come see me when mm-hmm. I was like 22 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've been, I've been lucky in that. Um, I, you know, because it seems like by the time you were doing like theater, you weren't in that in between period where it was like, Hey, like I'm just starting out, you know, you went from school to basically acting for a while. Yeah. For five years. Yeah. 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 You weren't doing the in between thing where it's like, uh, it's like a I've never done twenty person audience. And <laughs> once I graduated from school, I'm I made it a rule that I don't I don't do plays or anything unless I get paid for it. Okay, there so you I go. So I don't invite people. You weren't doing. Um, you weren't shilling. No. Okay. No. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's no real. <sighs> it really depends how you own it because you could be the person who invites everyone and it's like okay like you know eric always sends invites you know or just stop doing things that you have to invite people to like yeah well i think it's what she's saying is like she wants people to see her make it known that you do a weekly thing yeah but like don't weekly i thought it was monthly or whatever she said like god i hope not just make it yeah that's a lot whoever she ends up dating is just fucked (laughs) yeah make it known that you like oh i do this monthly thing and like post on your social media that it's like it's coming up but then that's it that's, just remind them yeah you know? people will come to you if they want to go and, hey, and tickets still available can i <laughs> say my name at the door get a dollar off because i paid a dollar <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah man. uh don't i don't know 
just like I don't know. If people give a shit, they'll go. Exactly. You, if you're doing maybe, something interesting, people will go. I'll give you once every four months. You can make a big push for us to see something that you've done. If once every four months, because like I assume you have like maybe nine other friends, and those nine will all want you to do one thing every four months. Mm-hmm. You get one every four months. You know, whether yeah. it be a dinner, whether it be something set aside with time, mm-hmm. you get one. All right. So if that if you want that one, especially if they're paid too, like. Yeah. I'm lucky now I have friends who, like, all my friends who are actors, they they work a lot mm-hmm. professionally, and uh, they just, because they do so many plays, and they're, like, all within Toronto normally, it's like, I can just, like, they don't even mind. It's like, I just go to the ones of the plays that I'm genuinely interested in, mm-hmm. and, and if I don't make it, then they know I'll then catch the, the next world. one. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> then they disown me and nice. block me off of Instagram. Um, No, it's like... It's just like, that's brutal. I don't know. Don't do improv. That's my best piece of advice. Yeah. Um, next Wednesday, though, we're doing our first live show. So please, <laughs> if you please, if you listen, please come out. Uh, yeah. Matt Hoffman, can you come? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tommy Marshall, will you come to our live show? I, I spent every penny. We have the Sony Center. <laughs> I need 2,100 people, please. Plus ones for everybody. <laughs> they said uh, that we could use it for free if we sold it out. Yeah. So. Um, real quick though, about the, like the whole multi-level scheme oh, thing. Oh yeah. So I was talking to my boy Mitchell about this, about how growing up, I thought there'd be way more opportunities for me to get like a free ski weekend by attending some sort of timeshare thing. I feel like that just stopped with our generation. What are you talking about? You know how a lot of like sitcoms would have a plot where it's like, you get a free ski weekend, but you have to sit through like a three hour... Uh, I've never seen this trope. On are you this. kidding me? Really? Name one specific episode. King of Queens. They had an episode where of course. you get a free trip. You get a free you know, ski vacation or a TV. And you have to be married. So two dudes got married so they could get a TV. Oh but it wasn't God. even very good in the end. It's like when you when you go to the to the superstore or the whatever it is, Loblaws here. And uh, they're like, hey, do you want to sign up for this credit card? You'll get a free bag of cookies. They don't even tell you anymore. I've gotten that before. Where they're like, hey, you want a free bear? Like free cookies? were like fuck yeah and they're like okay just sign this stuff and we'll give it to you you know yeah but yeah it was like a thing where you would go to like a meeting for a three-hour meeting and then the rest of the weekend's paid you get a hotel you get to ski and basically they just really get suckering you in like i think like simpsons and south park have all done this you never heard of this no that's wild but you've heard the concept of like going to something and then getting something free out of it though right like, like some no, sort of not just like random. No, really? no, like maybe a conference. Yeah, but like, and like I know, like you know, some I've seen the trope where it's like, oh, so and so is speaking at a conference. We can all go. Oh no, no, to the thing, and this like we have to hear him speak. Yeah, no. it's usually for timeshares. It's like always timeshare related, you know. Oh, God. And the joke is always that like, no matter what, we're not gonna we're not gonna get a timeshare. And then by the end, they're like. You know, that actually really is affordable. You know, that's always like, ha <laughs> ha, they got him. All right, let's read this answer. Yeah, let's do it. If we do find one of those, like, free cottage weekend, ski weekend things, we you should fucking hit up, that I'll up, go. dude. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Dear 185, congratulations on getting involved in improv. <laughs> that sounds, or maybe it's improve. That sounds improv. so Genuine. Yeah. It sounds like you've been. It sounds like it's been a very positive experience for you living in New York City. I have a lot of friends involved in various artistic endeavors that may or may not be interesting to the larger public. So many Facebook invitations come in to see someone's comedy act or improv show or acapella group or whatever that 
they largely became white noise. I might feel a twinge of guilt as I hit ignore on the invitation, but I justify it to myself thinking, well, if they've invited enough people that it says ignore instead of can't go on the RSVP, they probably just invited everyone they know, so they won't notice if I'm there or not. There have been, however, a handful of times that I've pulled my homebody introvert self together enough to venture out and see a thing. Invariably, this has happened because someone reached out to me personally to say, hey, I'm doing a thing and I think you would really enjoy it. It would mean a lot if you came. Which is true. If it's like a direct thing, yeah. hey, Gorin, I know you would really like this play. Which as It's a- not a play. I love it. <laughs> you would love this play. Yeah. It's, it's UFC. a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Real actors, real punches. <laughs> so that was like my Alex Jones impression almost. Oh my goodness. Um, I hope that we're the... I remember what I wanted to say about your story about the driver real quick. Okay. Um, I hope we're the generation that stops pestering people about boyfriends and girlfriends. I know. He also asked me if I go to church. And what I believe in. That's code for Lyft drivers for do you suck cock? Uh, you didn't and know I that? And I was like, yes, yes, a thousand <laughs> times, yes. I love going to church. <laughs> <laughs> my whole family goes to church. My mom. <laughs> my dad. My, dad. <laughs> my little nephew. <laughs> he loves church. He also said, he was like, why don't you get your brother to go with you on your trip? I was like, I don't have a brother. He was like, well, then your sister. I was like, I don't have a sister. He was like, just you? Borrow one of my 13 ones I have. Yeah, right? Yeah, he did. He asked me if I went to church. What the um, fuck? Yeah, and That's I so said, funny. no, not really. <laughs> Even no. though, no, I've never set foot in one. Um, and he was like, what? Oh. You idiot. Um, you did step foot in a church one time, but you said your skin started hurting all of a sudden? It was weird. I got uh. these boils on my face. Um, and then he was like, he was like, do you have beliefs? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> what do you believe in, Robin? What's something 100% that you and will put all your money behind? And this was the point where I was like, my God, traffic is moving so slow. We were like... <laughs> Dude, it's sucked yeah. today, dude. We were like on Davenport going east. Oh, it was God. like, I'm never going to get... You went east? Oh, man. Well, from my house, how else am I going to... That's true. <laughs> oh, even on the way over here, when you were Ubering, it was that bad. Well, yeah, it was like at four. Oh, man. I'm sorry I'm using Ubering as a verb, but like, they've won the war. Like, <laughs> let's be real. The They're the Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> They're the uh, I take a lift. Oh, so an Uber. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, if you reach out to me personally to do your thing, I'll do it. You know? But I know when it's a copy and paste, so... Be careful. This is all over. This conversation's all over the place. Um, yeah. I'm hopping back to the topic. Um, what was the last event that you hit no to? Oh, God. Now I just don't even answer <laughs> You aren't, you aren't even invited anymore, technically. <laughs> that happened today. <laughs> that happened tonight. <laughs> We're going to something you are invited to. I hope they let you in. No, I don't think I can go. No. He, he never got back. Fuck that guy. I don't think I'm invited. Um, it's fine. I've... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the last thing I said no to. Mm, well, my friend. Is it just me or I feel like everyone goes to events but me? Like my Instagram story feed is full of just like. People out, right? People, people out and about. People in suits. People dressing fancy. My boy's over in like Greenland. I'm like, what are you doing over there? He's like, conference, man. I'm like, where the fuck are my conferences? You got to get a job first. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're just an asshole. 
It was more the tone in which yeah. I said it. Um, so, I'm sorry, you said something about your friend? Uh, yeah, so a friend of mine did a like a workshop production of a play the other the other day, and I waited a long, long time to um, get my tickets. And when I did, it was sold out. Oh and no! I, and then so I like did the thing where I messaged him, and I was like, "Oh, how do I get tickets to your thing?" And he was like, "Oh, uh, just click this link." And then I clicked it, even though I had already been on it. I was like, "No, hmm. it says it's sold out." And he was like, "Oh no!" That's a very Larry David move of you. <laughs> That's brilliant. (laughs) I'll wait till they're sold out. Yes. Yeah, that was what my theater degree really got Uh, me. Have you seen that episode of Curb where they come to the party a day late? (laughs) They're like, oh, we thought it was tonight. (laughs) Oh, shit. Where you move right now. Yeah, that does sound like me. Also, I never know when they're lying. We're in that 48-hour film festival on Sunday, and they keep posting, like, tickets are going to sell out. You might want to get... Yeah, it's like... They're always lying. I'm like, bro... I can walk in halfway through without even buying a ticket, no, okay? I've, pr- I've produced theater, and it's like, you always lie. <laughs> tell them there's not that many left. Yeah, tell them to hurry up. You just want to get those numbers up. Guys, there's only eight seats left for Bad Advice Live on Wednesday at the Sony <laughs> Center for Performing Arts, so. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster. <laughs> StubHub might be reselling them. Scalpers. Okay, watch out for those scalpers, though. We're so annoyed. Our last show at the Sony Center. Let's move your laptop, because it, it was, like, perpendicular. Thanks. My boy just spent like $7,000 on a new laptop. Wow. Blows my mind. MacBooks, man. What's in them? They're great. Gold? I wish. Look, I'm going to be straight with you. Your improv troupe is unlikely to develop a following of its own. Most people who go to improv shows do so because they either A, know someone in the cast, or B, are also improv performers. That is true. The only improv shows I've seen are either UCB, Trying which is like... Trying to scope out the competition. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw improv at UCB in New York a couple weeks How was that? So I forgot to ask you bad. about that. Oh, my <gasps> really? God. Was... Oh, no. Because when I went in... Well, I forget. Maybe we went to different ones because there's two in New York City. But the one I went to, I was pissing myself laughing. Improv is hit or miss, right? Like, And it, it wasn't just an improv show. It was a variety show. So Oh, um, no. There was, there was this crazy... Did I not tell you about this? I don't think so. Oh, my God. This girl who did characters. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> you would have hated it. Do you want to see a female Jeff Dunham? <laughs> she did. She did all kinds of shit. Oh, no. So so I always told people, if you go to UCB or, like, any improv thing, for the love of God, only go and see, like, regular pure improv. Don't go see hip-hop prov, Trump prov, all this weird variety shit. From my experience of going to the UCB is very much, like, the, like... People at the very beginning of of it, they're not. Mm -hmm. So like the night before, we went to. um, What night did you go there? We went on a Saturday. Really? Mm -hmm. Fuck. Um, but we went the night before. We went to like the Comedy Cellar, Mm -hmm. and like that was dope. And that was like guys who were like like writers for shows. Yeah, yeah. So like one of Jimmy Fallon's writers was there. One of. Colbert's writers was there. Dude, New York City, you're fucking writer for these great shows and you're doing like little yeah. sets and stuff. That's the life, man. Well, like in, in, in LA, it's like even more. Yeah. It's like. Dude, they had like a $500 lineup the other night at Comedy Cellar in New York or in LA for like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to go to LA just to see comedy every night there. LA's great. Like to go Largo. Fucking Largo, comedy. dude. God damn. Largo's the shit. I'll go, we'll, I'll go there one day. I gotta go see all that shit soon. Yeah, you do. I'll get my license first and then I can drive around there. 
Yeah, well, you don't need. I'll just get that. Open. I'll just get that Bali guy to drive me around. Yeah, get him to take Bali. You, lift you around. Um, Excuse me, Lyft driver. I do have a brother, and we travel together, and we're very safe. No, you don't, and you're definitely not safe. Um, there are a handful of exceptions, but they're generally the bigger deal, longer-standing troops that are considered feeders into the SNLs of the world, UCB, Second City, etc. Because there's only two of them. Mm-hmm. Etc. Come on, this is disappointing, but it's also freeing. You don't have to try to build a long-term audience for your group. Just invite the people who truly love to have you to see you perform and who you think would have a good time. Yeah, I mean, no, don't invite everybody. Just you know, just wait till you have like a big show. You know, yeah. it's okay to do improv to an empty house. And I also think that you might blow your load inviting everybody to like the first couple shows and then when you're gotten better and you're really into it, it's like, all right, it's our big Christmas spectacular. Oh, I just went to your Halloween show, so mm-hmm. <laughs> no. You're like, I've made real progress since <laughs> Halloween, Rachel. <laughs> Let me try one of my new voices. <laughs> I got hey. a new character. <laughs> it's wacky. Wait till you see. I call him friendly Asian driver. <laughs> friendly Asian dad. Dad. Do you go to church? Take me to church. All right. Um, yes. I was on the subway today. I know. And little advertisements everywhere. This blows my mind. There's an advertisements uh, for gift cards, just yeah. like random gift cards, and it says um, "Open your horizon" or something like that. Expand your horizons or something. You got your Starbucks, you know. You got your McDonald's. You got your this one. This one was weird. Lotto gift cards. Gift cards that are only going towards more lottery purchases. Why don't you just buy them the lotto ticket? Isn't that... That's a thing. People get lotto, like, scratch tickets. Yeah. And the thing with, like, Best Buy and stuff like that is, like, okay, sure. It's basically, like, money, but you can only spend it at Best Buy. So, it's, like... It's an exchange for a product that you can, like, sell and stuff. With Lotto Max gift cards, it's just... You're waiting to give them money. Like, they're going to get the money, and you're not going to get anything. So you're just waiting to give Lotto Max $50. That blows my mind. That's who's buying this shit. If you're not giving a Visa gift card, you don't love the person. Oh, my God. If you're in line and you're looking at both of those, and you fucking put down the Visa gift card and pick up the Lotto gift card, some guy should just strike you in the neck. Amazon? Hell, yeah. Visa. Hell, yeah, dude. Cash. Cash. Cash is king, man. Cash is king. That's what we say around here. That's what we say. Dude. What we f- e-transfer is the best. Fucking Venmo me, okay? Put it right in my account. I don't want to know who it's from. I just want it to be there, you know? Ho, ho, ho. You got any other musings? God, I feel like I have so many. You don't write them down, do you? No. You try and go apropos. All my, uh, all my improv skill. All my improv skill... Can I take that back? Can we try that again? Can we do it one more time? Sorry. Um, I don't know. Moving sucked, man. It's like all that I'm thinking about. It yeah. was really hard. The last 48 hours are like in, in, in total for you. You moved out of your house. Yeah. Rented the truck. Did all the moving. You're crashing here with me tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow you're flying to New, New Brunswick. Yeah. And then you have to unpack and basically get ready to live the next month there. That's a lot to go through. It's a lot of shit to do. And I wor- I had to take two meetings today. Oh, my goodness. Which was really crazy. And, um, yeah, it's been a lot. Mm. It's been a lot. And, like, it was weird because I've never done it where, like, I pack up my apartment and then I put it into storage and I leave it. Like, yeah. that was... 
that's a weird because now I don't have like moving is exhausting normally because you have to like take all your stuff from one location bring it to a second yeah, true. location and then you're delaying the rest of the move right I now know. it's like cool I don't know it's weird mm. so it's a lot on my mind alright well pull up a advice column I got one let's do it bum 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 this is from Ellie advice I don't know it's okay me. My boy Not L advice. No, Ellie. Okay. My boyfriend slash partner of 12 years and I have professed love to each other. I would hope so. Profess love to each other. After 12 years? Isn't that a bit soon? <laughs> For you. <laughs> yeah. Um, five years in. Okay. You following? Yes. 12 years. They're together. So five so years. So it's a pre-9-11 marriage. Nope. God, that's so long ago, isn't it? What year is it? 2018? That was 17 years ago. Oh, my God. So, they've been together for five years. Or, sorry. They've been together for 12 years. Five years into the relationship. So, was that? Seven years ago. Yeah. He let it slip that he'd had lunch with a married ex-lover. A married ex-lover. So, someone he so boned. someone's husband. <laughs> someone he boned, but who is now married. He then admitted that he should have told me that he had lunch with her two or three times. When I probed further, I learned that four to six lunches occurred during the first few years of our relationship. I felt betrayed, deeply saddened, and afraid. This was an issue between afraid us for a while. Afraid of what? Losing him. <laughs> oh, okay. Some people actually love each other. They feel fear with how much they love someone. 100%. Don't laugh at that. That's such a thing. <laughs> Stupidly, I brought it up a year later, asking if he'd heard from her. He said that she never calls him. He calls her. Recently, he'd called after a mutual friend's death. That, I think, is legit. Um, fuck. What's the beginning? What's the first song? And where is it? The Big Chill. Have you ever seen The Big Chill? No. I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. You never seen The Big Chill? No. It's a movie about where like one per like someone's friend dies mm -hmm. and like they all haven't seen each other for like, you know, different amounts of years. So like all nine or ten of them come to a house for like the weekend. It's very cool. I can't wait for one of my friends to die because I think we're gonna have a very similar experience. Cool. Yeah, dude. I hope I'm not the friend that dies. Fingers crossed. I, am I wrong to think he should have run that by me, especially since she'd been an issue with us? No. When asked where they had the secret lunches, he mentioned a coffee. Applebee's. He mentioned a coffee shop that turned out to be in a hotel lobby. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! That's sus. That's so sus. I feel like she's reading into it. Are you kidding me? I don't know. A lot of hey, great... I met my ex-lover. Oh, where? Hotel cafe. A cafe. Where's the cafe? It's in the bottom of the Marriott. Where's the cafe? Oh, it's in a dildo store. <laughs> oh, why didn't you go to a different one? Isn't that a little weird? The butt plug store was full. <laughs> that's a little weird. All right. You you, you got a man. That's like, all right. Like, you know, the, the man's going there. He's thinking in his head like, okay, they, this is a little fucking weird. They're like weird. in the downtown of a city. Like... I don't know. In the downtown of a city? Bitch, you know how many Starbucks are in this city? You can see them from across the street. <laughs> you can see them from across the street. That's a Lewis Black bit about how <laughs> Starbucks was for people with Alzheimer's because they leave Starbucks and go, hey, look, a Starbucks. And they go. <laughs> um, 
She said only lunches. He said yes. Do you think he's been evasive and lying? Sign significant lunches. I don't think so. But the, I also like ha- see my ex all the time. If you had to um, pick one meal to have with an ex that you know that your current SO would be like, you know, what would be the most dangerous and the most safe meals to have with an with an ex boy or girlfriend? I've never shared a meal with my ex. Mm-hmm. I think that is... Do you think that, like, dinner is worse than breakfast yes, or... Yes, I think food crosses a weird line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think it has to be coffee or, like, I a drink. I can't fill you with your and, cock, so I'm going to use food instead. And you can't have more than two drinks. No more? I, it's inappropriate. That's true. Two drinks for the wrong person can get them, you know. And here's the thing is that, like, I have no romantic feelings for my ex anymore. Mm-hmm. But I would still never... He has a girlfriend, and I would still, like... He's, like, trying to buy street meat, and you're slapping it out of his hands. No food! No food! Um, yeah, I think you have to be careful, ju- and literally only because of what is implied from it to other people. Because, like, him and I understand each other, and we know what's going on, and, like, I would never do anything to, like, be weird. Mm-hmm. And But I think if, if he... Like, even when I tell people I'm meeting him for a drink, they're always like, ooh, like, what's going on with them? And, like, it's just it's just normal for us. But if it was like, oh, we're having dinner? Mm-hmm. Can't do that. It's true. Plus, like... Friends can meet up for a drink and it can be even if you want to really up the casualness, you sit at the bar. You don't sit at a table. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. No, it's like it's all little. That's for pathetic losers. No, it's like you can. So like when we when we first broke up and like we're trying to be civil. Uh Uh-huh. It was only coffee. At the bar, not looking at each other facing forward. Well, you would sit side to side, but there's something about a table that's really intimate. And so you have to, you don't know. Yeah, whenever I see tables, I get horny. No, not like that. You don't know because you are a baby. Yeah, and you know everything, Mrs. Stool. I know more. I know more than you. I'm a worldly Sitting up at the the bar. Makes it more casual. That makes it just uncomfortable for everybody. The point is that that's not. I would be like, oh, there's a free table. Do you want to go over there? No, no, no. Like, what? Just sit down at a table. No, Are you that insecure like, that you don't think you can have a casual experience over a table? I think when... Well, I don't... That's the thing is that it's not a casual experience and you have to, like, work at it with an ex, like, for it to be casual. I guess it depends on how, you know, contextually... Yeah, so it's like we dated for six years. I don't know. If it, anyone it, asked me to sit at the bar, I'd be like, fuck that let's go sit if there's a table available come on well and with with him so like i ended the relationship so it was kind of like ball was in his court kind of thing so like i follow even still follow his lead like whatever he wants sounds like he reads cosmo where it's like rule one sit at the bar it's like more casual just think about like it's like yeah i love watching a man with a rag in front of me wiping down a spot over and over again that is something that like brings the casual <laughs> like you're you're less likely to like hey can we make this more casual you want to just come talk to me while i'm pissing at the urinal <laughs> of course you don't understand this it's so fucking difficult <laughs> so fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. En- enjoy sitting at the fucking bar. Hey, I'm we don't do that anymore. Popcorn at you from the tables. <laughs> well, you sit there by yourself. <laughs> like, come the only on. time, the only time you're allowed to sit at the bar is while you're waiting for someone. I did it the other day. I was waiting at the bar. 
because if you sit at the table, you look like an idiot. With there's no one there. You sit at a bar. Bars for lonely people. But it's interesting that you pick up on the fact that like it means one thing. Like it makes it per- you perceive yourself and other people different when you're sitting at the bar versus when you're sitting at a table, which is exactly what I'm saying. Except you perceive other people, but you're saying that when you sit at the bar, you perceive yourself as more casual. Me, I'm heckling these guys because they're lonos. They're by themselves at the bar. But if they're not by themselves, like if you're with someone, yeah, what it's are you like, doing? It makes Get, it free it, up some space for the loners. And it implies that you're not going it's to. Rude. St- it also implies you're not staying for very long when you sit at does the bar. Does it though? Yeah, it does. The uh, fucking if Jack Nicholson stay at the bar forever in The Shining. I'll meet you at the bar for a drink. It's quick. Do you <laughs> want to sit at a table? We're probably going to be there for at least two drinks. That's just how it is. It's more private. It's more intimate. I don't think I've ever had just one drink in my life, though. I think that's my problem. <laughs> that might be your problem. <laughs> You're also like, not meeting a lot of exes at bars. I was like, like, what? We need a table for like the pitcher and stuff, right? <laughs> Can't have a pitcher at the fucking bar. <laughs> that looks weird. <laughs> one time I ordered a pitcher and no, I ordered six shots. Oh, for yourself? No. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> the waitress wouldn't let me bring the shots to the table. I ordered six shots of whiskey for my friends. I'm like, yo, I'm going to fucking, I'll be the dude. I'll be the dude. Oh, God. I'm going to the bathroom, guys. I come back with six shots. We all do a shot. Dude, Gorian's awesome, man. I order the shots. She's like, okay, I have to bring them to the table for you. I'm like, oh, no, I got this. No, I, I, I can't let you bring the shots to the table. Oh, so you're stealing my glory then. You're taking my thunder. She was thunder. like, I want to be the guy. They applauded her, not me. Oh, dude. Rub me the wrong way. I only tipped her 30%. <laughs> I forgot where we left off. Did we we finished yours, right? We didn't read the conclusion. We did not. What was the question about again? <laughs> um, if she thought... If you think her husband is lying that he's meeting his ex for more than just lunch. Um, ooh, that, is, <sighs> that is a good one. 12 years. Yeah. You think he's lying? But he's been doing it for five years, and he does tell her. Why would he lie? This is all melty now. Mm, I don't know. Because he's... So it's a 12-year relationship, and this is from someone before those 12 years. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been so long, and they're married. Actually, you know what? That's fine. Yeah, like... I'm, I'm, I'm worried that, like, when, when my friends and stuff get married, that they're not going to be able to, like, you know, do the shit that they've always been doing. You know, they or seeing know. specific people and stuff like Here's that. Here's the thing that I'm learning because I'm a bit older than you. Like 30 fucking years older. <laughs> and um, my friends are now like getting married. Mm-hmm. Hey, the th- my friend's married too, right? But like, Chad Parker, he's fucking married. He's got a kid on the way. But the majority of my friends are married. It's and true. the thing is, is that it's not that they can't do the things they used to. It's in fact that they don't want to. And that's the scary Lies. thing. Lies. They don't want Lies. to. Lies. They don't want to. They, it's the nagging wife that won't let them, Robin. No. Because my friends are the nagging wives. And they don't want to. They find my lifestyle unappealing. It's shocking. I think I have a great lifestyle. What is your lifestyle? <laughs> Sum it up in a log line for me. Um, every day is different. I work weird hours. I... Are you taking a video? Yeah, you kind of look like Bane right now. <laughs> Who's Bane? Oh, fucking forget about it. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, they... And 
what's my lifestyle that's what i was answering um i don't know i do whatever i want whenever i want i travel no. i put my stuff in I storage i don't like go to an office i do weird <laughs> shit and they just like they live in new brunswick <laughs> they own cars they go to the office they go to the office they go home afterwards oh you know what you know what we always talk about how like i hope that like millennials drop the whole fucking boyfriend girlfriend thing yeah it's people like that that are gonna fucking continue it who me no 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 your friends the ones getting married the Mm -hmm. ones getting homes the The majority of the population office jobs nine to five they all are like that we just live in a bubble of weirdos but like we are we are the minority they're all the same. My friends are so old fashioned you know and what? so boring and want to okay get married. Being a minority. Me too. I think I'm take pride in it. <laughs> Let's march. It's it's okay to be me. <laughs> What's another way I could say that on a poster? <laughs> me too. <laughs> all right. Um all right, let's finish this one off. Let's read the Okay. 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 That's another one of the voices I'm working on for my improv. <laughs> I'm gonna do it next okay. Wednesday. Okay. The lunches may be less significant than you're imagining. Unless he's frequently given to lying, they appear to happen yearly at most. Also, he admits when he's asked. Yes, he should have mentioned this latest lunch since it's become an issue, but that's exactly why he avoided it, fearing you'd suspect worse. I guarantee you the husband had a conversation with the ex being like, I'm just not going to tell Mary. Like, I'm just not going to tell her. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, she's making a big fucking deal about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, why is your wife like so fucking like uptight? And I'm like, oh yeah, babe, I'm going bowling. I literally, it's like my, I, I should be careful what I say because I know I'm like. Yeah. Un- 12 people might hear it. Well, like we don't know. Cause like, you know, my ex's current girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seems to know every move I make. Um, every move you make. Do you think she listens to this? Bay. Should we say hi um, to her? Uh, is that a song? Every step you do. No, wait, that's. Every move you make. I'm watching you. Something like that. I if not, know. we should record it. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty sick, all right? <laughs> He's come up with something really sick. It's smart. a pretty sick beat. <laughs> um, yeah, like, you. I, when I meet my ex, we often talk about his girlfriend. Mm. Um, I hope she's not listening, but she probably is. Uh,. I may be on the wrong side of trust here, but my instinct from what you describe is that it isn't moving towards a deal breaker. It's not that unusual for some attached people to keep occasional contact with former loves, but it's far better to be open about it and for it not to be frequent. Not to be frequent. <laughs> oh, like not weekly. Oh, Tuesdays are when I meet <laughs> Becky, mm. my ex. I don't know. I think the statute of limitations with an ex is like five years. Uh, what do you mean? After five years, it's not weird if they're like, you know, hanging out. I don't even know that. It's like 12 years. It's like, that's an instant. That's over a decade. I know. That's like back when Simpsons was in season like 19. That's so long <laughs> ago, dude. That yeah. whatever. I'm not even the same person I was last year, let alone like, you know. Yeah. It's really, it really angers me. You upset? Eh, I'll get over it. All right. Do you have any musings? Um, what are you going to do this winter without me? Well, s- smoke weed and J-O, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I got some people in mind. Like, I got lots of people that I really want to bring on the show that I've, you know, I'm not good friends with, but like they're acquaintances and I just find them very interesting. Great. I can't wait to listen. Do you remember Pat Dunn from Ottawa when we were drinking that one night? 
Do I remember anything from that night? In no, Ottawa? you don't. That's true, <laughs> dude. There's a whole smorgasbord of Ottawans I'm gonna fucking bring on board. Great. It'll be a good time. Fucking riding the bus today, <laughs> passed by a storefront. Yeah, has a sign. Okay, back in twenty. It's a long time. Well, what? When? When is twenty? Right. They have the nice one sometimes where it's like it's the clock on the left and mm-hmm. it's like back in 20. It's like, oh, okay. I got but the question is, is that like the time they're arriving or the time that they left? Back in 20 might as well be a closed sign. So here's the thing, though. You could. This is the, the gamble you have to take. You're like, I could stand here and wait anywhere from one to, <laughs> to 19, 19 minutes. minutes. <laughs> or. Or take my business elsewhere. Or throw a fucking brick through the window. <laughs> Fuck or those help people. help myself. How hard is it that, like, if you have a shit sign that says back in 20. Not say what time that is. For the love of God. And this was when I left your place today, which is like 2.30, 2.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing taking a 20-minute break during the middle of the goddamn day? <laughs> True. You And you're, it was a sugar factory uh, candy bar emporium. One of those, like, candy places. Their prime time is after school. They were doing their diabetes medicine, apparently, in between. <laughs> to, like, be back in 20, my insulin. <laughs> gotta flush out this blood real quick. <laughs> um, oh, dude. When I was walking over here from DuPont, there was, a, there was a guy on his bike with his dog on a leash. Mm-hmm. Biking and walking the dog at the same time. Yeah, I know that thing yeah difficult enough alone like it's 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 biking alone in the city very hard to do Mm -hmm. if you have a dog i am hoping that you are a very good cyclist yes because you and the dog will be struck by a car guaranteed true this motherfucker was on a what's it called bixby bixie bike pixie bike what's that like the foldable ones not the foldable ones but the ones that have like you know you go outside a metro and there's like 12 of them lined up and you pay with your credit card oh yeah yeah yeah. the ones that like people who don't own bikes use yeah and i swear to god we i was i saw him he cut right in front of me i'm like okay gorian don't react right and they're going down the street and they fucking wrap around a lamppost and fucking smack into each other the dog in the leash goes around the oh, lamppost. God. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Traffic was backed up on DuPont like crazy. I was so upsetting. And then on the subway ride over here, I get on at um, Yorkdale, basically. No one else on the subway. Man sits right next to me. <laughs> and it was one of those parts with like the glass barrier. Mm. So I'm trapped in there. He sits next to me. I stand up and I walk right past him and I walk fucking 30 feet away and sit down somewhere else. You're just uh, magnetic. I, I'm these idiots. Fools. You're magnetic. All right. Well, I don't have another one because uh, the first one I read was already brought in. Do you have another one? I can get another one. Okay. I can do that. Um, I can just end us on one more while you're looking for that. Yep. Um, okay. Didn't I freak out at you at Hoffman the other night when he peed in front of us on a fucking FaceTime? Okay. That was hilarious because your brain shut off. Oh, your brain man. shut off. I was laughing so hard because Hoffman literally took a piss in front of us. Yeah. And you like looked off and didn't say a word. And then all of a sudden, next thing we knew, you changed the subject like it never happened. Yeah. And then I was saying something to you and you just didn't hear it because you had you had been like you were in shock or something like. I think that's the thing where it's like if you peed in front of me, I wouldn't have reacted the same way. But the fact that it's like. Fucking, you know better, Hoffman, you know? It would be weird if I peed in front of you. Yeah, it's a whole process. I'd take my pants down. That would be weird. 
Um, okay, ready? I am fucking ready. It's a dear Amy. Hello, Amy. I'm a lucky dad. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a happy... Lucky dad. Chinese dad. Hello. I'm a lucky dad to have three great kids, age 26, 24, and 22. Well, now we know where your siblings are. <laughs> they are dealing with life's curves, curveballs like all of us do, and they are doing it very well. This are they all daughters? Did he say that? or did He said three great kids. Okay. Our youngest daughter began competitive dance at four. We get it. Started acting and singing at 14. Oh, my God, dude. And graduated from college with a degree in musical uh, theater. He's the type of guy who's like, he opens his wallet and like 86 images flop yep. out of those fucking, oh, I'm he's sorry. He's like, this is Tina. <laughs> Her goal is to be on Broadway. She is so alive on stage. Her quick. energy and enthusiasm are contagious. I have a quick, very quick question about that. What, is Broadway the same thing as Hollywood for like theater? Like in terms of like, I want to go to Hollywood. Like I want to go to Broadway. Is like you do. It's like the highest you can go. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like with, with film though, it's like you don't have to go to uh, LA to act. You don't have to go to Hollywood. Like there's hubs everywhere yeah versus with with theater it feels like new york city is well yeah like there's theater everywhere is there another good theater everywhere it's just broadway is like where the big music like it's the word like broadway it's a broadway show broadway like that's just a street right yeah and it's just like it's where all the big musicals that end up become famous it's where they debut most of hamilton and all that yeah is there a place that's like secondary to that? Like we have Toronto, but there's also like Vancouver and Montreal for film. The West End in London. The West End. The West End in London. Exactly. Stratford Festival here in Canada is definitely top. Where's that? It's in Stratford, Ontario, but it's called the Stratford Festival. Is that near us? Yep, it's about two hours away. You know that Toronto's Ontario's capital. Yes. And Ottawa is just everyone's capital? The nation's capital. Yeah, I thought Ottawa was both the nation's and Ontario's capital. You're so stupid. Well, maybe they should fucking teach us that. They did. Because this field is so competitive, we are trying to keep her focused and positive. She's very talented and outworks everyone. But what about the two other daughters? We don't give a fuck about them. Fuck them. She is also very sensitive, like every good actress. It's hard on her when she doesn't get hired after an audition. She's gotten some roles and not gotten others. My wife and I... <laughs> she's, she, she, let me lay out every option for you. She gets some roles. She doesn't get others. All right, we've cleared everything. Well, it sounds like she's a working actor. <laughs> she's not gotten any roles she applied she's for. She's also 22. She's gotten every single role she's applied for. No one ever does that. My wife and I totally support her decision to work in this field, but how should we help her with her success and failures throughout her career? This makes me so mad I don't even want to keep reading. Like, I hate it. How do we handle her success? Like, I, is it going to change me? Like, let's start shopping at Barney's. I hate people who are... Oh, my God, I hate it. Why did I read this one? <laughs> it makes me so mad. Do you have any suggestions for how to help her... Stay encouraged in a healthy way. Sign supportive parents. I literally, like, this makes me angry. Why? She's fine. She's fine. She's 22, and she's, like, doing musical theater. Of course she's going to be disappointed. If she can't handle it, get out. You know? 
And I bet she's fine. I bet he's just being like my sweet baby princess baby muffin girl. How many actors are there on a Broadway play? It depends on the show. There's not a rule. Spider-Man. I don't know. Probably a lot. Probably 20. Like what's like an average amount? Because I'm always curious. Like do they just reuse the same people a lot? Because like unless you're like the main actor, I don't know who the fuck else is in the play. It's I'm so far away that it's like, is that a new guy? Is it a wig? I can't tell from that's up here. Most people. That's the most. Yeah. That's a, it's like, um, I don't know. Most Broadway shows probably have anywhere from like, I don't know, 10 to 30 people in them. Okay. Okay. What are you doing when you're backstage during the show? That's a, that's a great question. And a lot of shit goes down. I'm always curious. Like, Ooh, you're on next. Change your costume. You know, like there's I've a big some, rush. I've done some very fast costume changes. I, um, I think I did one and it was about 22 seconds and it was a full costume change, wow. wig and all. It's really fun, really scary. Um, you know, actors are horny. There's a lot of weird shit that no goes on backstage. Way. No fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way, dude. Actors, no fucking way. Are you kidding me right now? Big ego. Are you kidding? They fuck backstage? They don't. You're not just saying that for me. You're not just saying that because you know I They don't fuck backstage. Well, I'm sure they do, but it's like, it's there's a lot of like, it's dark. It's like. Feeling each other up. Yeah, you're like changing in front of each yeah, other. fingering and jerking. Yeah, and it's like really naughty. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. A lot of creepy shit. A lot Film of is nothing like that a lot of ego anymore. and it's like it's very like it's very fast paced it gets really like you know everyone's adrenaline runs every night when you do a show I was gonna say one of the things that I'm insanely curious about is like how I guess this applies to all people but like when you're doing these shows constantly over and over again you're yeah. opening up to like every night is like the big night no matter what isn't no, it no it gets like is there a point where you're like you're giving like a half ass fucking performance just cause if, you're like tired not if you're a good actor um, like you have to really doing theater live every night, like eight shows a week, is really hard. Work. Eight. You do eight shows a week. Jesus. Typically, um, it's hard work, and like your whole life revolves around like preparing for the show. So like, you'll sleep on a different schedule because you won't need to go to work until like an hour or two before mm-hmm. the show starts, and then afterwards. So like your whole day, like you'll sleep in late, and then you'll probably like work out. And you have to eat well and mm-hmm. you have to do it's like it's a lot it's just like you can't do anything else nobody and that's why like cast parties and like when the show closes are like bangers because people like really have to take uh, care of their bodies well my brother was in a play he was in greece in high school oh boy and i was in grade 10 i guess because he was in grade 12 and he was graduating and i remember the night of like the opening we went to it and then he, at like 1 a.m i was in my bed and he came home and he was too drunk to walk so my friend Big Phil carried him to his bed upstairs and laid him in bed. And the entire time I was awake, just listening to the whole thing unfolding, not going out to seeing what's up. I was just like... That's not how the pros do it. On yeah. opening night, he did that. He was good, though. He sang a song. That's great. I think he sang, like, Never Gonna Give You Up. I don't know if that's in the real version, but our school it did it that way. Okay. Sounds wicked. Is there a documentary on Broadway? I'd fucking love to watch that. Yeah, there's a bunch of great documentaries. One you can watch is called Every Little Step, and it's about the audition process, and it's like eight months long. It's crazy. The audition process? Mm -hmm. Man, how the fuck? That sounds like too much work. It is grueling work being a like a stage actor and i feel like that's still some like bullshit from like the 50s and 60s it is it's very old school and like 
like I've had some really brutal auditions from people who are like, especially like the British people. Um, Canada's like really not gay. Pretty much is their way of saying no. Canada, like, and this is why you're unionized because people do get abused and, in theater. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. How do you practice as much as like a like a basketball team? Like how much? Like, cause you have to do like the whole choreography and like shit. You, like you do. Um, so you rehearse six days a week for about, like, if you're lucky, two weeks plus, like, a, four days of teching the show. Um, but sometimes if you don't have a lot of money, you do it for a week only. But so you only practice for a week before the show? Most of the time it's two and a half to three weeks max. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be more than that. Hmm. If it's a new show that's never been done before, you might get a little bit more time if you're lucky. Okay. Because, like, you have to rent out the, the actual theater space and do it there and stuff, right? Well, unless, like, like a lot of jobs I've done, you get hired by a theater that runs, like, all the oh, time. Oh, okay. Yeah. They own the theater. They, yeah, they are. Sneaky So little. they have rehearsal halls. They're huge facilities. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are great jobs. Did we finish this one? Did we read the answer? We didn't read the answer. Let's read the answer and then wrap this bitch up. All right. I like your socks today. Thanks. I feel like I'm on acid looking at them. Look at that. Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, my advice to you, wow. you Whoa. parents is... <laughs> Whoa. What's going on over there? It looks like the Scotiabank logo. What are you talking that about? That part right there? It's like it's like a little... Uh, the Scotiabank. Like the red little octagon. They look like a Bill Cosby sweater. Are we allowed to say that? I mean... Are we allowed to say that name? You are because you support that lifestyle of his, but I don't. <laughs> He's I think he's a bad American man. Hero. Let me just say, let me just, you know, unpopular opinion. I think he's gonna be in jail with Takashi Six Nine. So Hopefully, cool. they'll be cellmates. That'd be cool. Oh, mad respect. My advice is, to you, parents, is that you insist that your daughter should work. She should look for temp or restaurant jobs that will accommodate her acting classes and auditions. Working will keep her grounded and busy and connected to other actors and artists. That's true. If you ever want to meet a lot of actors, just go to a restaurant. She will need to learn to manage and modulate her reactions to rejection. All artists face rejection throughout their career, and you will have to do the tough parenting job of letting go. Not today, darling. (laughs) Next! I was once dismissed from a room. <laughs> <laughs> a man with a and it wasn't accent. by a fire marshal. No, he's like, you are dismissed. You it are was dismissed. Horrible. It was horrible. It was everything you expect. Like when people are like, oh, I don't want to go audition in the big city. Like I was auditioning in New York City for this guy from that London. That story is brutal, dude. That's a brutal story when you told me that. <laughs> I remember being like, damn, I'm really sad that I made fun of you for like a bunch of shit during it because... Damn, that was a brutal story. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people like look at me differently after I tell yeah, them. Yeah, I'm like, story. I'll be a, I'll be a little bit nice to her, you know. I'll give her candy bar. Every I other actually day. remember telling you this story, and you were like so enthralled. I remember thinking, like, it was a great story. Listening to every word I'm saying, that never yeah. happens. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now everyone's gonna be like, "What's the story?" We'll save it for further wisdom, especially for Everyone. your daughter. 
I have shared your question with Quinn Cummings, former actress and current author of the wonderful memoir, Notes from the Underwire, Adventures from My Awkward and Lovely Life. I don't want to read that. And future porn star. She responds, the life of the artist is hard. The life of the actor is harder still. You love to paint. You can always paint. Are you doing like a female... uh, I'm just doing a dumbass voice. Rick, what's his name? Snape? Oh, No. Fuck, what's his name? He just died a couple years ago. Not Rick Moranis. God damn it. Uh, Snape. Professor Snape. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, I can't think of his name right now. This is literally what you said earlier. The life of an artist is hard. The life of an actor is harder still. You love to paint. You can always paint whether anyone wants your work. <laughs> Acting requires an audience. That is <laughs> exactly what, what I said. said. Except you said something about whittling a bear out of a piece of wood. And is it still a bear? It's still available. Alan Rickman. The Alan Rickman. Alan there you Rickman. go. Turn your books to page 37. My favorite line from Harry Potter is um, Emma Thompson. She goes, your soul is as dry as the pages of the books to which you so desperately cleave. The great line. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to prevail over this kind of life which can ex- easily exhaust and destroy shining sensitive souls is to find ways to create that kind of joy on your own. Create a character, write minute-long scenes, and put them on Instagram. Don't do that. Aren't you doing that? I don't do that. You are. You're doing an Instagram show with your friend. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do that. She's talking about delivering monologues online, though, and that is a whole YouTube rabbit hole you can go down watching really brutal stuff. Ooh, I would... There's nothing sadder than... I'm going to end this episode with a monologue that only has, like, 13 views. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yes, please do that. It's my swan song here on Bad Vice. Was it with you that we were watching? I forget who it was, but whichever of my friends turned me on to middle school productions of Legally Blonde. That's me. That was amazing. (laughs) Amazing. That's my favorite thing to watch online is high school, middle school (sighs) productions of Legally Blonde the musical. (laughs) Because originally SNL did a parody sketch of that, right? Well, they... But because these videos, like, it's become a thing. Yeah, but it was, like, one specific one. I remember, like, yeah. working backwards. Like, I watched the SNL sketch. I watched the Legally Blonde thing. And I spent, like, an hour. Yeah, and then you go through I'm down a rabbit hole. F- fucked with the FBI. Because I was going, like, middle school kids <laughs> production. Dude, I was, I don't know why. It's I was so, so fucking. Funny. It was amazing just to see these <laughs> crazy kids putting on these plays. Oh, yeah, there's nothing better. There's a great bit on um, the year-end wrap-up. This, like, British wrap-up show for the year where they do, um, you have to guess what a specific event during the year was and it's acted out by children. Can so the always... song just be the main, the first song from Legally Blonde the Musical done by oh, middle school people? Can that be our hell song? Hell yeah, dude. Yes! Uh, Alright, did we finish that on. one? Almost. Alright. Bad events, oh my god, this is hilarious. Bad events can make for great comedy. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> and for what it's worth, if you're creating material for yourself, you are more likely to give yourself great material and look really appealing while creating it. It's worked out really well for Rachel Bloom and Lynn Manuel Miranda. Who? They Lynn Manuel Miranda wrote Did they Hamilton. work on Friendly Asian Dad, the sitcom? <laughs> that's my show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. All right. Okay. Where can people find us? They can find us at badvicepodcast.ca. They mm-hmm. can find us at Badvice on Instagram, Facebook. They can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You'll be back in what, March? Yeah. Holy guac. Maybe April 1st. 
Who? Or second. Yeah, you'll be back on April Fool's Day because then we'll just get rid of you after. It was a joke. She ain't coming back. Yeah, it was nice having you, I guess. Don't act like I've been a guest here. Well, who's staying? Yeah, I'm not a guest. I'm an OG. Do you, ever, do you know the the Do you know the the mythology of Atlas? No. He's carrying the world on his shoulders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be so extreme. All right. We'll see you next Thursday. One of us will. All we are is dust in the wind. Oh, 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 oh. You're my boy. Rubbing ahead. You're my boy. <laughs> <laughs>